Welcome back into the North Florida Sports Network. Hope everyone's having a great summer. Happy Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Wyndham Clark is your U.S. Open champion. And he won that at the L.A. Country Club in the heart of Beverly Hills. With a score 10 under, one shot over Rory McIlroy. Course really toughened up after that first day where you had two guys shoot 62. Well, those two guys were Ricky Fowler and Xander Shafley, and both fizzled out. Fowler had the lead three rounds. He was unable to uh, hold it. I had a shot of 75, but he was class act. Because uh, he was right there to tell Wyndham Clark that he was proud. And his mom was right there with him. And uh, Wyndham Clark lost his mom when he was in college. So what a great story of, to uh, win that one for her. That's the U.S. Open talk. College World Series is going on. The Gators are 2-0 and so far out there. The Demon Deacons are 2-0 and so far, so far out there. We'll see if they can get to the championship game. One more win away from the championship game. But we're going to talk to Jimmy Reno today about recruiting. Florida had a huge weekend, getting five commitments this past weekend. We'll ask Jimmy Reno about those five commitments. And we'll always ask Jimmy Reno about FSU recruiting. They have a big weekend in store this weekend. You can download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The podcast is available everywhere. You can tweet the show at the NFLSN. And you can email the show at Austin at the NFLSN.com. Keep it locked. Let's get it started. to get back on it with Jimmy Reno recruiting seasons heating up um, F- FSU recruiting usually but Florida had a huge weekend this past weekend not only yeah, are they, they in did. the yeah baseball wise too but in the recruiting pool as well yeah they uh they had quite a weekend man they're the <clears throat> really the talk of the nation right now and in, in the in the kiddie pool world it's um I, I want to say maybe my last count was five, six, maybe commitments since this weekend. Uh, capped off with with a five star defensive end last night um, out of the state of Mississippi. That's Monte Waller. I, I, they, I mean, yeah, this was this was definitely a string of of commitments. You, you saw a kid, Nasir Johnson, a defensive tackle out of Dublin, Georgia. Um, that was a kid Florida State was hoping to get in on an official visit this weekend. I think he may still make it in, but I mean, uh, it, it, it was definitely a shot heard around the country. Like <laughs> they, they cleaned up. Um, and that, what I think happened is I think, you know, this was, this was really the last, this past weekend, the last big weekend for Florida to, to host recruits. They're going to mm-hmm. have their, their Friday night lights camp this weekend. So it's not going to be a bunch of official visits. And I think, 
you know, they had some kids that were possibly maybe silently committed or that they really felt good about being able to get to pull the trigger. And after the, you know, the, the negative attention from earlier in the week, um, mm-hmm. I think, I think Bill and Nepier and staff, they're like, you know, what, we gotta, we gotta send a message. They definitely did that. Um, and, and essentially within, you know, 24 hours, they kind of flipped the the momentum uh, going on with, with that program. You know, they, they were getting laughed at on the, on the national scene, on the internet community. You know, they lost Chancey Bowens to Florida or Georgia earlier in the week at the top running back. And then Austin Simmons reclassified and committed to Ole Miss instead of, you know, going there to play. So it, it but you know that that's how that's how stuff can change right in the recruiting you know, world with a commitment or two and and that's why I yeah can't... or five you know whatever yeah. and and they they're, they're good players man like I, yeah. I you know a couple of them you know uh, maybe a developmental type but you know you you talk about guys you know Amir Jackson uh, he's going to be an excellent tight end it, it could be a stand up rusher as well. Uh, Nasir Johnson, the defensive tackle uh, that I alluded to, I, I really liked him. He's 6'5", 305 pounds, wrestling background, uh, kind of blew up on the scene. I know Florida State really liked him. He's one of the one of the first defensive tackles they offered. And like I said, he's going to be in Tallahassee possibly this weekend. And this was this is Florida State's, you know, big, big weekend recruiting event, you know, okay. of the summer. It's it's. After this weekend, the things are going to shut down at the end of June. You go, go into another dead period until August, and it's this was when they were going to really push to to take that momentum into the dead period. But you know, some some developments have kind of you know, I don't want to say stalled that, but there's definitely a lack of momentum going into this weekend right now, which is you know, it's concerning to a degree. Um, you know, but. Okay, we'll so see how it plays out. That says some of the guys they were going after have committed somewhere else, or they're just not getting the commitments yeah, well, that they wanted. Yeah, so uh, they they've you know the the whole month of June that the the idea and the thought process from Florida State was we're gonna kind of concentrate all of our top targets right now and and guys that we feel good about, guys that we really want to you know the elite kind of guys we're after to those last if not the last weekend in the last two weekends there in June uh, and this past weekend, they had their top prospect on, on the board, regardless of position, Charles Lester, the third cornerback mm-hmm. uh, out of, I, I know he transferred uh, high school. He was at, he was at Riverview, um, but you know, he's a down there. He's a South Florida kid. He's six, one, about 175 pounds. He's, you know, he's legit size, legit mm-hmm. arm length. He's got like a seven and a half, eight foot wingspan. Like this kid, is what you look for in a lockdown corner. Uh, and he looks the part. Yeah, yeah. Top top prospect on Florida State's board, regardless of position. Top prospect on a lot of people's boards, including Dion. You know, out there, he he took an official visit. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's he's going to Georgia this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of confidence on Florida State side. Uh, you know, for me. Until the kid is actually oh, enrolled at Florida State, yeah, especially when you're when you're dealing with Dion at the defensive back position, right? You know, it, again, you know, you get flashbacks, but it for for all accounts, it was a home run visit to Florida State for him. Uh, they they like where they sit. He's mm-hmm. not going to decide until you know after that visit to Georgia, but he he is going to make his decision sometime in early July. Um, that I. <clears throat> 
I don't know that they're going to push for him to not take that UGA visit. I think they're going to respect that. Um, you know, it'd make me feel a lot better if he managed to show up in Tallahassee again this, this coming weekend when a lot of the top prospects are going to be in town. Uh, but we'll we'll see with that. We'll see, you know, like I said, early July, he should have a decision in. But this this weekend is definitely the weekend that Florida State and the staff anticipated on having all their guys that they really have been putting in time in. And, and, you know, none bigger in terms of the amount of time that they've put into recruiting him than Jason Zandamella. You know, the lineman prospect down Clearwater Academy. Um, I've been a big fan of this kid since – his teammate Lucas Simmons was getting mm-hmm. recruited by Florida State last year, um, mm-hmm. and Florida State has done a great job. You know, extremely close relationship with Alex Atkins. Uh, the, for months, they were really in the driver's seat. He took a he took the official visit to USC out west this past weekend, and things have completely done a one eighty in that recruitment. What it sounds like, I don't know if it was just the the whining and dining, you know, eating dinner on Lincoln Riley's yacht. Mm. Um, or, or you know, there, there's other there's with linemen right. in this class especially, and I, I'll touch on it with another kid after Zandamella. Uh, there's there's definitely the the line of thinking, you know, the the negative recruiting, if you want to call it that. That mm-hmm. you know, Alex Atkins is going to be a head coach, you know, if not next year, then pretty pretty certainly the year after, or he'll have his opportunities, you know, and that's definitely being driven home i mean you heard it last year when when we were recruiting lucas simmons and Mm -hmm. he eventually you know he signed here but it was definitely something that they were you know that and usc especially at the same you know it it's something that's hitting home a little bit more on the trail this year Mm -hmm. um i don't know if that was a big part of, of why usc was able to make such an impression but i do know that it's it's something that schools are mentioning when they're recruiting against florida state for offensive line prospects um you know, and it, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's a certainty, man. You, you, we can't deny it. The, the guy will be getting a, a head coaching opportunity in the near future. You know, a year, two years, three years, who knows? Um, <clears throat> but it's right now, Florida State. They uh, they gotta they gotta figure out how they're going to combat that. Luckily, you know, the the offensive line position is something that they've done a good job of stacking talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't want to start missing on some guys that you've put in the time on and that you view as your your you know your top prospects. And Zandamella is the top center prospect in the country. Uh, it's pretty much across the board. Um, it, it would be, you know, I'm not going to say it's a huge loss because I mean, you know, you you do have, you know, you got other guys you can sign. You got a pretty pretty good offensive line room, but it would be a, definitely a whiff. You know, you get that that old Dan Patrick, the whiff man, and that's the whiff. Now, yeah, yeah. And then, and with the next kid, Jonathan Daniels, offensive tackle out of Pensacola, that's their top tackle prospect on the board this year. Um, and I, I think this past weekend in Athens, they, they gave him a similar pitch. You know, it's like, you, you know, you may get one year with Atkins, but how do you know you're even going to get that? Um, and I, I, another kid that was scheduled to be, you know, on the official visit to Florida State this coming weekend, I know that they're, more confident about getting him to, to still take that visit than they are with Zandamella. USC is really pushing for him to commit to, to them and, and shut everything down. One thing that's key, uh, his dad was not on the trip with him out West. And, you know, since he's still here in Clearwater at the, it, it, 
stands to reason that he'll probably be able to take that trip up, up mm-hmm. to Tallahassee. And Zanamela is an international kid. He's originally from Zimbabwe. Uh, he has a lot of family still in the country. And, you know, it, it's much easier to get international flights into Los Angeles. That was something that was, you know, pushed on Lucas Simmons as well. You know, he's another international kid. But, it, it you know. Yeah. They're all they're going to put out all the stops. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the and coach thing that you have to recruit to the school. And, yeah. you know, you hopefully that's what's going on. And that's and that's kind of, you know, that's really what Alex Atkins, a lot of his recruiting is that, you know, he's like, you know, I'm here, but don't just come for me. And and I think that's why you see Norvell take such an active role in pretty much every, yeah every recruit that, that they, that they value at the elite level. And really every recruit, man, right. I, don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's well, one kid that steps on campus that doesn't. You had a lot of turnover. If you have a, that's a good thing when you're having people come after your coaches, that means you're doing yeah. something good. And he had that happen at at Memphis. He was able to keep it rolling. Yeah, he was. And and that's, that's where the concern though is, is kind of starting to be highlighted is that what you're, what you're seeing now is not so much that, that Florida States, you know, all their recruiting efforts are just dead in the water. It's just that really the only coach at, right now that's recruiting at an elite level is Alex Atkins. Mm-hmm. So when they're able to combat your elite recruiter, you know, things kind of start slowing down. Um, mm-hmm. Now we'll touch on this weekend. A lot of kids going to be in town for their official visit. Um, you know, you're going to get some 25 kids in there that, that are, that are going to be high priority. The biggest thing for, for this weekend though, is, is getting Zandamela to take that visit, getting him up there with that, with his dad. I mean, you know, I know that, that USC offers some things that Florida state just can't in terms of location and, and, you know, where the city is. I don't think Norvell has a $15 million boat that he can wine and dine recruits on. Um, So I, you know, but we Florida state's been the leader for, for the kid for a solid eight months, maybe even longer. The relationship he has with Atkins and Norvell mm-hmm. and, and a few of the, the, the GAs and the support staff, it, it's, you know, it's definitely real, but they got to get him up here to kind of re- yeah. be reminded by it and see that, you know, Hey, you got to yeah, play it, to your strengths. You're not going to, if it comes down to that, where a guy's like, wow, the boats and, He's going to go to a USC or a Miami because that's what he's interested in. You can't worry about that. You got to yeah, stick to what I, you're good at. I I think it's it's with this kid. I th- I think it's really about you know the the Alex Atkins possibly mm-hmm. you know getting a job and not yep. being there. And it, it's you know because that I mean you talk to any offensive lineman on on the team or who's been recruited by Florida State the past three four years and you know it, it's to a man nobody no coach stands out more than Alex Atkins. And even, even some kids that, that are on the defensive line, you know, that just, mm. he, and it, like I said, it, it highlights the fact that there is some, <clears throat> I don't want to call it dead weight, but there are re- some coaches on staff that just don't recruit at the same level. I, I, and, you know, you're seeing it and it, it's, I don't know, man. It, we'll, we'll find see. out. And that's yeah, why the transfer portal has been, a huge addition for, for teams like FSU. Exactly. And there's, you know, I don't want to get into the, the, the hypotheticals with transfer portal and stuff and, 
you know, before we, we get through this this weekend, if Florida State gets through the weekend of official visits and they have, mm-hmm. you know, this big everything and, and they don't get a couple kids to to pull the trigger. Yeah. And not even not even these two, you know, not even Xander Miller or Jonathan Daniels. You know, I'm talking about some of the other kids they got coming in because they're, you know, host of four stars, um, top 200 type kids. They got to get a few of them. Uh, if they don't, it's going to be officially time to start worrying a little bit and we can start playing the old hypothetical, like how, how possible is it to build a roster through the transfer portal? If uh, you yeah. Continue to, to not recruit it at an elite level at the high school level, but they still have, you know, I, I still have confidence in them, man. I, I think what happened is, is some schools kind of just took that previous dead period to, to rally the troops. And now Florida state's got to, the they got to take their yeah. They got to take their swing. You know, they get their they get their swing now. So we'll see it. Um, the ebbs and know, flows but, of the season, man. Yeah, it, it's the kiddie pool, man. You yeah, know? a lot of times pool. there's pee in it. Every now and yeah. then, it'll be a nice little clean swim. But yeah, it's, sometimes it's man, time for the goes. adult swim time. You know. Another thing to point out is a lot of the kids that are, you know, stars on the team going into this season, kids that we're counting on to to produce, were not highly rated coming out of high school um mm. so that again you know we talk about recruiting and all these stars and top right. 200 300 kids but you, you really just don't they get all the headlines and yeah. they'll get all yeah. the notoriety but it really matters what you do on the field when you get there yeah yeah and it, it you know it's hey like i said we'll get into the transfer portal and the many different levels right. of it when when and if it's it's time to hit the panic button well, it's not time to hit the panic button yet. <laughs> not yet. We've got a big weekend this weekend. Hopefully, we have some good news to report next week. It, and it's it's the, the entire you know the entire week has has been has been pretty good for Florida State. They did have I'll just add they they had a you know the top I think number two overall player of the class Jeremiah Smith, wide receiver out of Chaminade, Opalaka down there in that area. He was on on campus yesterday uh, with KJ Bolden, the top safety in the country out of um, Buford, Georgia. They're both, you know, Jeremiah Smith is committed to Ohio State. He's viewed to to be pretty pretty locked in with them, and, and KJ Bolden likely going to end up there as well. But again, you got them both on campus. A lot of schools haven't been able to say the same, um, and you never know. You never know. Florida State's. This was going to be their big week. They're, they've been trying to get Jeremiah Smith back on campus this weekend, but we'll see how that goes. Mm. Again, though, you know, it's ebbs and flows, like you said. Yeah. Well, you know, last time we talked about who would be the fourth quarterback if you tried to pick a quarterback. We could do that yeah. with another position. I was thinking defense. I'm trying to think we should do defense position or – no, I, I say defense position. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna let's throw one a out. Position. How about that? All right, let's do I'm it. I'm gonna go with cornerback. All right, cornerback. So we talk top four. Top four. So the first thing that comes to mind is Dion. Dion, and okay. then you have yeah. uh, Leroy Butler because those two guys yeah. are in the Hall of Fame, of the mm-hmm. NFL Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but. That's not how you want to do this ranking. You want to do about it. Also both also both in the in the FSU Hall of Fame. Right. So but, two good picks. Right. So I I'm, I'm putting those two guys in. Okay. So we got two more spots to fill. Two more spots. And I'm I'm going to and it's hard. This was where where it gets tough. You got guys like Are we doing corner 
Yeah, just corner. I said Leroy Butler's not in there. No, so but I'm he sorry. played corner. He played corner at Florida State. He did. He he played both positions. He played now. I think he made. I think he made all his highlight plays when he was playing safety. I I don't know. We were. Yeah, I'm putting him at safety. I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> so we're gonna do corner. I'm thinking T Buck, right? Yeah, I mean you got it. You gotta have T Buck. I'm thinking Dion T Buck. And then help me out here. Who we who else we got in there? Uh, we got we got a plethora. Uh, I'm I'm you know there's there's a guy that I'm gonna put up there in my personal one that I don't you know I don't I don't expect people to possibly you know necessarily agree with. I call him the real number two, Clifton Abraham, oh. uh, national champion, two time All American. Um, you know, five foot nine. <laughs> so I feel I feel like yeah. I uh, I love little Cliff, so he he would be on mine. Okay, um, but you know you, you think that's it, you yours, think man. So you you got him. We got th- yeah, you got him. Uh, I think of all the other guys though that that have come through here, uh, mm-hmm. and even throwbacks. Lee Corso, Sunshine Scooter, played a little defensive back. Keith Jones, you know, as brutal as he was to listen to on, on oh, some hey, of the broadcasts. Sunshine. What, what, yeah. Uh, what did what did he have? The twenty eight interceptions or something that stood yep. for a long time. Uh, but I, man, I'm yeah, going to be honest like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I, I don't think I can, I don't think I can pick anybody other than Jalen Ramsey. Right. Um, and I know he, he also played a little bit of safety early in his career. At national championship team. Yeah. Yeah. And that, those, those two corners are good too. PJ and Darby. Um, man, it, it's tough, dude. It it's is tough. A tough but one. I, I look at the game. That Jalen Ramsey played against Miami. What was that? Mm-hmm. What year 14. was that? Was that fourteen? Mm-hmm. Where he just dominated it. It was, you know, it was yeah down there, and he pretty much just dominated it. Um, I don't know that I've seen other than Crow Marty. You know, Crow. What did he? He scored ten points by himself, fourteen points by himself against yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, know. that's another uh, nominee. But I, he left. He got injured. You know, and yeah. his time here, just about when it comes to just pure athletic ability, I don't know if anybody's had more than that guy. Nah. Like, what are you, eight months off an ACL tear, he jumps 43 inches? Right, right. <laughs> so you're going to go, you got Dion in there. Yeah, I got to put Dion in there. Yeah. I don't want to put Dion in there. <laughs> you know, I don't, but it's, you know, he was the first dominant. And I mean, he so did. He got man. two in number college, twos. He was just. Yeah, two yeah, number two, twos. So that's two number twos. And so you got Jalen in there? Yeah, I got Jalen. And T-Buck, man. I, T-Buck. I, I mean, so there you go. Yeah. You can't go wrong there. But man, like we've had so many, man. You know, Corey Fuller was an All-American. You right. Know, um, you know, Samari Roll was, you know, I know he gave up that one long pass in 97, but he was he was really good, man. Mm-hmm. Tay Cody. Oh, man, I yep. forgot about Tay Cody. Tay Cody was really good. Wow, it, it, that's that's tough, man. Xavier Rhodes is pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, man, it's just, you know, you got a lot here, and I don't yeah. think you can go wrong. I mean, it's, I think those are four solid picks. We'll do another position next time. We got, uh, oh. We had to go. That's all right. We got to get on out of here. You been watching any of the College World Series? Yeah, man. I, I yeah. yeah. Gators? I, it, it's they, they're looking good. They're looking good. They, they got past really some some late inning heroics. Yeah, they. I, I mean, 
man, it, it, I can't remember a, a College World Series has right. been this like close. Game well, it's going to be game. two familiar opponents now in driver's seat for FSU fans. Uh, you got Florida, and then I think Wake Forest. They're both are sitting two and zero, right? Yeah, I, I bet they, they'll probably that'll be who's playing for it. But, yeah. Uh, the kid, I mean, many. these pitchers, man, they're ridiculous. Yeah, pitchers, well, they, they, yeah, they, they also both. I mean, you've seen the two kids that each got 31 home runs, man. right? One for Wake, one for Florida. There you go. And That's that, up there with JD Drew. Yeah, and JD wasn't using this scale back back. Yeah, um, you know, that was, <laughs> I would not like to see either one of these kids using using those old school Eastons. Like they would <laughs> be, yeah, somebody would get hurt. Hitting, yeah, yeah. But I, I think Florida's probably going to win it, man. They look really good. Yeah, they uh, do, everybody, every, Yeah, pitching. But everybody they send in the plate just hits bombs. Right. And nobody that can't hit it 450 feet, man. It's just He's got it rolling, man. Florida is a baseball school now. Miami is yeah, the definitely. basketball school. Right now, Florida State seems to be the football school. Yeah, well, they definitely are basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. That's what yeah. it looks like currently. I mean, you got... Florida in the College World Series. Miami was in the Final Four. And Florida State had the best season. Hopefully, Florida State can get to the College Football Playoff this year. They have the best shot out of those three teams, without question. Yeah, but uh, you know, summer continues. I got camp going on for camp. my kids. Yeah, they got a tennis camp and summer games camp, and it's it's fun. It's time to get out there. But I can't do as much as I want because I got dead um, screws in my arm, so it's it's a little bit hard. I'm trying not to play catch right-handed, though. I'm working on that. You trying to throw righty? Yeah, just a little bit. But hey, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you next week. We got I know there's a lot of recruiting going on this weekend, big weekend for FSU. So we'll yeah. talk to yeah we'll talk to you uh, about that next week, and uh, probably have a college World Series champion to talk about and. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the North Florida Sports Network.